What does it take to be an entrepreneur and how is it changing in our ever-evolving business landscape? This is Scott Galloway, host of the PropG Podcast and an entrepreneur myself. Right now, we've got a special three-part series running all about the future of entrepreneurship. We're answering your questions on work-life balance, how to raise capital for your business and more. Because when you're an entrepreneur, it's always important to look ahead at what's to come. So tune in to the Future of Entrepreneurship, a PropG Pod special sponsored by Mercury. You can find it on the PropG Pod feed or wherever you get your podcasts. to the Daily Hammer, your daily news source when it comes to the Atlanta Braves as part of the Battery Power Podcast Network. My name is Sean Coleman. Hope wherever you are and wherever you are listening, you are having a great start to your Wednesday. Of course, for everybody that's listening, everybody in Braves country and everybody in general, hope you, your family, your friends, y'all all are having a happy and healthy holiday season as we progress toward the new year. And of course, the the only way that was suitable for the Braves to end 2022 was to sign another part of their young core. And, and the newest member of their young core, Sean Murphy, to an extension. And of course, that results in an emergency podcast edition of the Daily Hammer. Of course, you can find all the great content on the Battery Power Podcast Network at BatteryPower.com, at BatteryPowerSBN, across all forms of social media and free on all podcast platform forms. Wherever you choose to listen, that's where we'll be for free. Just hit that subscribe button and you'll get the latest content when it's available. My name is Sean Coleman. You can find me at StatsSAC on Twitter. When it comes to the Braves, here's the latest from Atlanta. So it, it probably was a bit of a surprise, probably a big surprise, that if the Braves were going to make a move this offseason in terms of a trade, it probably was a surprise that if they made that trade, that the position that they upgraded was catcher. The Braves were already entering 2023 with one of the deepest, most talented, you know, catching cores at the major league level in all of baseball. But yet they went out and they got Sean Murphy from the Oakland Athletics. And even though the Braves were among the strongest catching cores at the major league level, it they went out and they got an upgrade that made sense, bringing in a catcher who arguably is a top three, five overall catcher in baseball. But you knew. You had to know that if it was a surprise that they made their upgrade at catcher, it was likely not going to be any surprise once they eventually extended Sean Murphy, and that's exactly what they did on Tuesday night. 15 days, I believe I counted that correctly, 15 days after acquiring Sean Mur Murphy from the Oakland Athletics, the Braves have signed Murphy to a six-year, $73 million extension that also has a club option for 2029. The breakdown of the deal is this. Sean Murphy, who was entering the 2023 season three years away from free agency, he'll make four years as a salary in 2023, $9 million as a salary in 2024, and then $15 million per year, from 2025 to 2028. And then the Braves have a team option, a club option, like we've seen them put on many of these long-term extensions for their young core. They have a club option for $15 million in 2029 as well. So all in all, Sean Murphy is 
going to be here for at least six years and will earn a total of $73 million with the club having an option with no buyout for $15 million paid to Sean Murphy in 2029. That can make the overall deal seven years, $88 million. Now on the surface, this definitely lines up as another as another extension that you could easily label as team friendly. There's a very good chance that this ends being a good to great value type of contract for the Braves. But I do think it's mutually beneficial. I think that it is a mutually beneficial deal. Even if you think that it's team friendly. And that if Sean Murphy would have waited, he likely could have earned more in free agency. I think that's valid. But the guaranteed money towards Sean Murphy now puts him among the five largest contracts at the catcher position currently in baseball. The only catchers in, 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 over the past few years who have signed contracts for higher dollar amounts are JT Realmuto, Wilson Contreras, Salvador Perez, and Yasmani Grandal. Now, to be fair, those catchers were closer to free agency and they have a high, higher average annual value on their contracts. Again, in Murphy's free agent years, he's going to make roughly around $15 million. Each of those catchers that I mentioned, I think Grandal and Contreras are making $17 to $18 million per year. Perez is making um, $20 million per year. And then Real Muto is making $23 million per year. So sure, if you want to say that the Braves got another team-friendly deal because during his free agency years, Murphy is going to be paid $15 million per year, which probably comes in a bit of a discount, a bit lower than what he would have made had he waited. That, that, that's a fair statement. But at the end of the day, I think that this is a mutually beneficial deal. Murphy is being paid like one of the top catchers in baseball moving forward, and the Braves, once again, have extended a player on a deal that has a very good chance of returning good to great value as time moves on. And the other thing that makes it make sense, another reason why it was sensible for the Braves to go get Murphy, even though they were already strong at catcher, and why it's sensible for the Braves to lock him up long term, is because he's probably going to become even more valuable as time goes on, at least defensively. First off with the offense, him moving away from Oakland and to Atlanta, that should boost his overall offense. He, he definitely hit better away from Oakland than he did in Oakland over the past few years. But with the changes coming when it comes to, um, uh, you know, how to manage a pitching staff with the, with the new pitching timers coming along, the, the uh, new base running rules that are going to change to, you know, offer advantages to base runners, having a good defensive catch, catcher who can help to stop opposing running games, that becomes even more valuable, and Sean Murphy is one of the best in the game at that. So in terms of being, you know, a two-way catcher, in terms of, you know, potential offensively, in terms of potential defensively, and of a great importance in terms of durability, Sean Murphy checks all the boxes that you need to check to have an elite catcher, and that's why the Braves made the investment that they did. And this should come no surprise that Alex Anthopoulos puts value on the catcher position. We know that when he was in Toronto, and the Blue Jays were, you know, coming on, you know, being real competitive. They were looking to contend in the AL. We know that back in the middle of last decade, Alex Anthopoulos went out and signed veteran Russell Martin to a five-year $82 million extension. After Travis Darno had a big second half of the season with the Tampa Bay Raves, I believe it was in 2019, 
What did what did Alex Anthopoulos do? He went out, he signed him to a two-year $16 million deal that brought him to Atlanta, and it's turned into a very valuable deal for the Braves. And now, once again, Alex Anthopoulos makes a big move to bring in one of the best catchers in the game and make sure that he remains in Atlanta for years to come. And make no mistake about it, Murphy is going to offer plenty of value himself in terms of what he can do offensively, behind the plate, but also, as I mentioned when we acquired Murphy, if you were going to bring in a talent that could increase the potential that your young pitchers, such as Kyle Wright and Spencer Strider, retain what they did last year, that they sustained their success from last season, and you're bringing in a catching talent that can help names like Mike Soroka and Ian Anderson regain their past success, Sean Murphy was about as good of a guy to go out and get to help do that than anybody else, and now the Braves have him in Atlanta potentially for six to seven more years. So this deal makes a ton of sense. In terms of Sean Murphy himself, the value that he is that he adds, it makes a ton of sense. And again, probably a team-friendly deal. There's no denying that. But the Braves also are paying pretty good money when you look at catcher contracts across Major League Baseball for a catcher who should be of very good value to them as time goes on. But then the deal becomes even more exciting when you add it into what the Braves already have in place. The Braves now, in terms of their position player group, the Braves now, through at least 2027, through at least 2027, the Braves have Ozzie Albies, Vaughn Grissom, Ronald Acuna Jr., Sean Murphy, Matt Olson, Michael Harris, and Austin Riley all together. Several of those players I mentioned are extended for several years beyond 2027. But the Braves have their catching position, first base position, second base position, third base position, center field position, and right field position. Plus a utility infielder at this point in time with an exciting ceiling as well that could eventually become a starter, maybe at the shortstop position. The Braves have six, if you want to count Grissom, seven exciting players locked up. Outside of Grissom, the six players that I mentioned, four of those six players have been an all-star over the past two years. Michael Harris II just won Rookie of the Year in what was one of the more valuable seasons by a rookie in recent Major League history. And now, of course, you add Sean Murphy, who was a gold glo- who's been a Gold Glove catcher and has been one of the top offensive producers at the catcher position since he's been in the majors. As a matter of fact, Sean Murphy entered the majors in 2019. He's third overall in F-War value since the start of 2019. Real Muto, Yasmani Grandal, Wilson Contreras, they're three of those five players, and they've already been rewarded, obviously, in free agency. The other catcher is Will Smith of the Dodgers, who eventually is likely going to become the highest-paid catchers in, in baseball. So from a contract perspective, this seems like it's another excellent move that could return great value for the Braves. In terms of the impact that Murphy could have, not just himself directly, but also in helping the success of the pitchers, 
it seems like another great addition that not only can help the Braves through Murphy himself, but also through the performance of others. And then when you add it to the fact that the Braves have added another elite talent at his respective position to a core that they've got locked up for at least the next four years and several years beyond that, it's another memorable night for Atlanta that could be remembered for years to come, especially it could if it could lead to another championship or two down the road. But of course, while all the excitement and all, you know, the 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 joy is there for the Braves getting another elite talent locked into their position player core, this also is notable because the Braves have now moved past the first tier of baseball's luxury tax. What exactly does that mean? We'll discuss that. Plus the Jackson-Stevens move from yesterday, what that means for the 40-man roster. We'll discuss all that in just a moment. What does it take to be an entrepreneur, and how is it changing in our ever-evolving business landscape? This is Scott Galloway, host of the Prop G Podcast, and an entrepreneur myself. Right now, we've got a special three-part series running all about the future of entrepreneurship. We're answering your questions on work-life balance, how to raise capital for your business, and more. Because when you're an entrepreneur, it's always important to look ahead at what's to come. So tune in to the Future of Entrepreneurship, a Prop G Pod special sponsored by Mercury. You can find it on the Prop G Pod feed or wherever you get your podcasts. So as this offseason has progressed and, and the discussion has been, what would the Braves do, especially with a free agent at a critical position in Dansby Swanson in the shortstop position, what would the Braves do to either sign Swanson to what everybody knew was going to be a high-dollar contract, or what would they do to pivot to potentially have to go sign another high-dollar contract to either get another shortstop, you know, another major free agent, you know, that's potentially an outfielder, or trade for another potential high-dollar position player? At the end of the day, whatever move the Braves made, it was likely going to be of significant value in terms of dollars. And so when all this was starting to be discussed, whether it was re-signing Swanson or going out to get another significant player, another part of the discussion was this talk about the Braves having a vision to end time becoming a top five payroll in baseball. Now, when exactly that was going to be, time would tell. But as for this offseason going into 2023, there was also the talk of the Braves for the first time starting to move closer and potentially past the first tier of baseball's luxury tax, which is set at $233 million. Now, the discussion had been, and the Braves have maintained this, that for the right deal, for, for, the, for a deal that made sense, that luxury tax threshold was not an obstacle. Was not an obstacle. If the move made sense, the Braves had no problem moving past that first tier. And that's what this extension did for Sean Murphy. With Sean Murphy's average annual value of the guaranteed years being about $12.3 million, or excuse me, $12.2 million, that moves the Braves' projected payroll somewhere in the 236 to $238 million range for 2023. That's above the first tier of the luxury tax, which is $233 million. So yes, the Braves have moved past it when the when the rest of the arbitration um, players earn their paydays. The Braves are projected now to have a payroll higher than that first tax level threshold. 
And the Braves did exactly what they were going to do, or, or said they were going to do. The move that would make them move past it would be one that made sense. And that threshold would not be an obstacle to get a sensible deal done, and that's exactly what has occurred. Now, the significance of the Braves moving past that first threshold in terms of, you know, the penalty, it really isn't that big of a deal in the grand scheme of things. Once a team moves past that $233 million threshold, they then get taxed 20% on every dollar that they, that's above that threshold. So if the Braves are at 236 to $238 million in terms of total payroll projected for 2023 right now, that means that they're 3 to $5 million above the threshold. So that means that they're that doesn't mean they're gonna to have to pay 20% on all of that 236 or 238 million. It means that they're just gonna to have to pay 20% on that three to five million that they're above the threshold. That comes out to a six hundred thousand to million dollar penalty. So at the end of the day, this move, yes, it moved them past that threshold, but it's not going to it's not any type of significant penalty that's gonna hamper the Braves in some way, shape, or form. What does become significant is now that the Braves have moved past the threshold, if they were to do it once again next year, the penalties become a bit harsher. And as the Braves potentially spend, you know, higher above that threshold, they get into more tiers which have bigger penalties. So it's notable because the Braves have now moved into an area where they do have to be conscientious at least they have to be aware of any potential penalties that come to them adding to payroll. But in terms of the actual penalty that they've incurred now for extending Murphy, it's not of any major significance. It just becomes likely more notable as we go into next year, and if the Braves decide they want to move past the threshold again, then the penalties become a bit stiffer. But that's perfectly fine. The Braves said all along they did exactly what they said they were looking to do. If the deal made sense, the threshold would not be an obstacle, and it wasn't. And as the Braves continue to envision themselves as a top five payroll in baseball, yeah, it's going to take some money management. And in time, you're going to see some contracts, you know, that aren't that valuable come off the payroll. You're going to see these extensions that have been signed. They're going to get more expensive as time goes on. But in the grand scheme of things, while it's notable to mention that the Braves are past that threshold, it's not anything that's of great significance. It's just something to certainly be aware of as time goes on. So what does that mean potentially for the Braves to make other moves? Because in this situation, this was a move that already was made for 2023. It's now, though, that the Braves have just extended a player to be in Atlanta for six to seven more seasons. There still is a notable void on the Braves roster, at least in my opinion, in terms of at least a reliable shortstop option that you know has produced in the past in some way, shape, or form as a shortstop. I stand by my thought that the Braves' 2023 starting shortstop is not currently on the roster. So that remains a move. To be made. The Braves have made a few moves since the Sean Murphy trade, in which they've had to fill out their four man roster, getting Hoy Park from the Red Sox. They signed Jordan Luplow 
to a one-year $1.4 million deal to basically be a platoon option against left-handers in the outfield. They, they acquired Lumen Diaz, former Marlins first baseman, as organizational depth. And then yesterday, or excuse me, Monday, the Braves signed a familiar face, Jackson Stevens, to a split contract to where he potentially could be in the plans for 2023. So the Braves have made moves to quickly fill their 40-man roster, but none of those players that I mentioned, besides Luplo, who probably has a good chance of making the team, none of those players that I mentioned are any talents that would prevent you for, for to moving on from them if the Braves were to find something suitable, if they were to once again find a move that made sense. Now, just my personal opinion... I think in terms of name value, I think in terms of overall value in a singular player, Sean Murphy probably was the most significant move that the Braves are going to make this offseason. I don't anticipate that unless it's just some move that many of us consider not sensible at this point in time, unless it's just something completely out of left field, I don't think the Braves have the prospect arsenal, or options aren't really out there in the free agent market, I don't think that the Braves are likely going to make a move to bring in a more significant name slash talent than they already have in Sean Murphy. Now, I could be completely wrong. This is Alex Anthopoulos we're talking about, so anything could happen. But I do think it's highly unlikely that we'll see like a trade for a Brian Reynolds or you know a move for someone of that caliber or higher. If we do, that's great. But I do think that the Braves probably have made their most significant move in trading and extending Sean Murphy, and that's perfectly fine. But it will be interesting to see, now with the Braves having moved past the tax threshold first tier, and now that's in play, it'll be interesting to see how the Braves might maneuver players, money, what have you, to see if they can further upgrade the team moving forward into 2023. So without a doubt, it's exciting. You know, we talk about the Braves, you know, acting like one of the big spenders in baseball. And they then they're doing it by extending the players that they already know. They're doing it by extending their young core on many deals that are team friendly. But they're also by having these team friendly deals, they're consistently having the payroll freedom and flexibility to make moves as they need to. And with the mentality of being a top five team, in terms of payroll, they're making these moves without hesitation to make sure that to go along with the core that they already have on the mound and in the field, they've got the complementary pieces to consistently put together a championship contender. So the signing of Sean Murphy to an extension, yes, it has plenty of implications. But a lot of them are highly positive. And again, I don't mean to be a broken record, but I do think that it's very, very significant. In acquiring and extending Sean Murphy, the Braves have made a move in terms of all the position players that they've signed. The Braves have made a move for a player that can impact others. There's going to be there's going to be questions about the Braves pitching staff going into 2020. We've talked about them many times across the Battery Power Podcast Network. Acquiring, acquiring a reliable mind, glove, and presence like Sean Murphy to lead our pitching staff, to work with our pitching staff, that's a huge boost 
in terms of confidence of Kyle Wright and Spencer Strider sustaining their success and Mike Soroka and Ian Anderson and others bouncing back. Not saying that, you know, everybody's going to get back. You know, not saying that Wright and Strider are going to be like they were every season moving forward. Not saying that all of a sudden Mike Soroka becomes a Cy Young contender next year. But I do think that if the Braves wanted to give themselves the best chance of getting the most out of their young arms moving forward to complement the young core position players that they had, making the move that they did to acquire and extend Sean Murphy probably is going to be looked back, in my opinion, as being one of the best moves any team made this offseason. So once again, an exciting night. Adding another talented piece to this Braves Young core moving forward, it's going to be a lot of fun to see. And again, there probably was not a more suitable way to end 2022. Can't thank you enough for joining us here on the Daily Hammer, your daily news source when it comes to the Atlanta Braves as part of the Battery Power Podcast Network. You can find the Daily Hammer, the Battery Power Podcast, and the podcast to be named later, all at BatteryPower.com, at BatteryPowerSBN, and at Battery at BatteryPower. SPN across all forms of social media and free on all podcast platforms. Wherever you choose to listen, that's where we'll be for free. Just hit that subscribe button and you'll get the latest content when it's available. My name is Sean Coleman. You can find me at StatsSAC on Twitter. Hope you have a great night. Again, happy holidays. And in 2023, hopefully is going to be one of the best years yet, especially with all the great talent the Braves have in Atlanta for many years to come. Talk to you again soon here on the Daily Hammer and this emergency podcast edition of the Battery Power Podcast Network. Have a great night. Go Braves. What does it take to be an entrepreneur and how is it changing in our ever-evolving business landscape? This is Scott Galloway, host of the Prop G Podcast and an entrepreneur myself. Right now, we've got a special three-part series running all about the future of entrepreneurship. We're answering your questions on work-life balance, how to raise capital for your business and more. Because when you're an entrepreneur, it's always important to look ahead at what's to come. So tune in to the future of entrepreneurship of Prop G Pod, special sponsored by Mercury. You can find it on the Prop G Pod feed or wherever you get your podcasts.